This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is a premier male grooming company with the star Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, and we want to be able to share the savings with you, our awesome listeners. So you can use the promo code BLUECHIP, all one word, to get 20% off your next order. Don't let your balls down. Get the Lawnmower 3.0. Your balls will thank you. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Carnation. I am joined, as always, by my colleague over at Blue Chip Scouting. It's Devin Jackson. Devin, how are you today, man? Pretty good, man. Um, it was a uh, busy weekend of football. It at, was. Uh, at, I mean, it wasn't a full slate college football, but a lot of a lot of games Friday, Saturday. Um, then NFL Sunday was just what it was every single week this year, just unpredictable and just a lot of football happening, but not a lot of good football happening. So, Well, hey, 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 it was bowl season, so there's always good fo- football happening during bowl season, and that's what we're here to do. So we're going to review the games that happened already, and then we're going to preview the ones to come. Bowl season has the schedule of this podcast going all over the place, so... You're listening to this on Tuesday. We're recording this on Monday. So the old Dominion Tulsa game hasn't happened yet, but we're also going all the way up till Friday, which is when you'll hear from us next. So we have to preview two games that will have still not happened by the next time Devin and I talk. Yeah. It's, I hope that that makes sense. Yeah. It, it makes sense. Cause I mean, you know, we're not going to be heard again until Friday. So. Got to do all the games basically up to what Thursday. Yeah, we're gonna preview the games that happen on uh, that happen up until Wednesday, and then I guess Thursday we'll kind of. Or do you want to do it preview till Wednesday, pick up on Friday, and we'll preview the games that happen on Thursday with the preface that they have not happened yet at the time that we record. Gotcha. Does that make more sense? Sounds good to me. When there is football on every day, it gets a little hard. All right. Let's let's review the games that have already happened. So if I could just find them, that would be great. So we kicked off on Friday. We had Middle Tennessee State at uh, uh, facing Toledo. I keep saying at. Uh, Middle Tennessee State. Taking on Toledo in the Bahamas Bowl. Mid-Tennessee State won 31-24. Devin, you watch this one closely because you're a Mac guy. What happened? Honestly, um, Toledo couldn't do anything offensively in the second half. Um, they were controlling the game in the first half. They were running all over Mid-Tennessee State, but I got to give credit to Mid-Tennessee State's defense and Reed Blakenship. He had a, he had a really good game. Uh, Toledo just got gassed by the end because it's it was and their actually, quarterback could not do anything. Yeah, it was it was actually pretty hot down there, so you could say could tell some of the guys were uh, cramping and whatnot. And it's a little bit different for uh, Toledo because they're used to playing in the cold. They've been playing in the cold for the last month and a half now, uh, but I mean, like eighty plus degree weather, uh, hum- humidity became a factor. Mid Tennessee State ran away with it, so it was. 
probably the surprise of bowl season because, I mean, Toledo was a 10-point favorite in the game. So, Yeah, that one was one I, I, I didn't see coming. Uh, but, no, like you said, Mid-Tennessee State, uh, they played well. And the funny thing is, is I was watching Mid-Tennessee State yesterday uh, in order to uh, look at a different prospect uh, that's not in my conference. Uh, don't yell at me, Tyler or Dante. Um, but their offense can get moving, and they got moving on Toledo. So. Yeah, it was, it was disappointing, but it is what it is, man. I think this one might – I think this next one might have been the best game we've seen so far, and that was Northern Illinois and Coastal Carolina, 47-41. to 41. What a game this turned out to be. It was a great game. I, I was a little upset about the ending because, I mean, the refs were – it was just a cluster. That last play was a cluster because they – Northern Illinois should at least got one more playoff. The rest were standing on the field. They were running the clock before they set the, uh, um, they set, you know, the, the chains. It was a, it was a disastrous into amazing game. Um, I knew Northern, Northern Illinois could stick around and, and play with Coastal Carolina. A lot of people thought since, you know, Northern Illinois, you know, come from the Mac, Coastal Carolina, they've been uh, on the map since last year, uh, that it was going to be a blowout, but it turned into a classic game. Uh, Grace McCall played terrific. Can't believe I'm going to say this, but Rocky Lombardi played terrific. I mean, it it was a quarterback battle. Um, it, it was not the quarterback battle I was expecting. I thought, I mean, in Northern Illinois, I ran the ball a ton, but a lot of points scored in that one. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I uh, we we had talked a lot on last week's pod with uh, sorry about uh, Jeffrey Gunter, the edge rusher from. Coastal Carolina, and he didn't play this this game. He sat out due to an injury, uh, and you could tell that Coastal missed him up front. And then they just they had injuries throughout the entire game. CJ Brewer went down, which is another locker room leader. I think he's a sixth year guy for them. Uh, but Javon Hiley had a, had a really good game. Isaiah Likely had the most nonchalant one handed catch I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he, he just made that look so easy. He, he looked like the game was uh, coming easy to him, so. Would not be surprised to see him uh, get taken pretty, pretty, uh, pretty early uh, in the draft cycle, assuming that he tests well. But yeah, I mean, all the prospects in this game showed up. Uh, you know, Clint Rakovich, he had a pretty decent game as well. Uh, I said, knew you were going to find a way to sneak him in. He wasn't even anywhere close to Northern Illinois' leading rusher, but I knew you were nah, going to sneak he, in a brand guy. He, he's not, uh, he's not going to be anybody's leading rusher. He's a fullback, so. I know they had that freshman running back go for 146, but yeah, he's, Isaiah he's Likely be seven good. catches, seven catches, 96 yards for Isaiah Likely. Grace McCall, did you see um, Jamie Chadwell's press conference after the game? Mm-mm. He nah, basically he basically hinted that McCall's coming back, like it, it's already set in stone. He's coming back. He'll finish his career there, so he might even get. Get an extra, you know, you know, an extra two years. I, I I don't know about the extra two years, but he definitely needs to go back for another year. I don't want him to go back, Devin. This quarterback class sucks. You just gonna have to deal with it, man. I don't. And that takes away one guy. That takes away another guy from an already kind of weak conference when it comes to draft prospects. Like that, that makes me very sad. Face. It is what it is, man. You'll watch Levi Lewis instead and enjoy it. So. No, actually, I don't have to. I don't have to. 
Uh, I'm sticking by my preseason grade of undrafted. <laughs> moving on to the next game, moving on to Saturday, we had UAB and BYU. BYU losing in the Independence Bowl, 31-28, to uh, despite a really good game from Tyler Algier. And I think I figured out why they lost, Evan. Why wasn't Jaron Hall playing? I asked the same question. Um, that was dumb of them. I don't understand how you go through a whole season with Jaron Hall. And then go he to a you, Romney. I don't even know which Romney it was. He wins 10 wins. He gets 10 wins. Actually, I think nine or eight because I think he missed a game or two. But He did miss a game, but they decided to go with whichever Romney brother plays quarterback. Of course they lost. It was obvious. As soon as I heard that, I'm like, yeah, BYU is losing. Like it's not it's not a no brainer, but I would do want to give you a B. If two thousand if two thousand twelve taught us nothing, Devin, it's that if you rely on a Romney, you lose. Basically. <laughs> but look, uh, besides that, look, uh, UAB they they played a really good game. Uh, gotta give Bill Clark credit. I think he's gonna get a Power Five offer uh, to coach in, in in the next year or two uh, if he continues this trend. I mean, dude, at least gets eight wins every year. So. And here's the thing: he's done that since UAB came from literally not existing anymore. It's impressive. Dude's just a really good coach. What else needs to be said? Uh, Louisiana Lafayette, they beat Marshall 36 to 21 in the New Orleans Bowl. And uh, Louisiana Lafayette, they got they got crushed up the middle, uh, allowing 160 yards rushing to the running back for Marshall, Rasheen Ali, uh, which is, last I checked, suboptimal, uh, especially when you have a big old boy like Taylor Humphrey up, up front. Uh, that should not happen. They got just destroyed on the ground. But they were able to kind of, you know, bounce back they had a a productive game from levi lewis so i mean you don't get those all that often so you had to make sure you won from it he went 19 of 31 for 270 and a touchdown yeah i think uh humphrey didn't play because of injury uh and same yeah and same with chris smith uh as well they both were out of the game uh but yeah i mean you know louisiana finishes the uh the dream season uh, win 12 straight, or is it 13? Might have been 13 straight. But, no, uh, 12. Uh, actually, no, it is 13 because it was week one that they faced. Um, yeah, Texas. Texas, yeah. Yeah, but finish the dream season with 13 in a row uh, and start off uh, the new era on, on a high note. So it's, it's looking good for you, L. I'm, I'm very interested to see how things happen, uh, transition next year. Going to be without Levi Lewis. Obviously still going to have Chris Smith. But uh, a lot of different uh, faces gonna gonna be uh, playing kind of the main role uh, for UL. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but it's, they're, they're gonna, it's gonna lose Max Mitchell on the offensive line. They might lose Osiris Torrance, their right guard as well, and he's been phenomenal for them. Percy Butler. Uh, per- Percy Butler, Braylon Tron. Uh, they've got some dudes. They're they're gonna have to fill those spots. Moving on to the next one. This was, I mean, guys, this was a historic game. Bailey Zappi broke like every college football record there is to break. All of them. Yeah. Uh, Western Kentucky. I, we we pre we said this would happen. Western Kentucky can put up points. App State cannot keep 
uh, keep pace with them. And especially when Sean Jolly is not playing and he had opted out. That's when you knew this one was done. Uh, Western Kentucky wins 59 to 38. Bailey Zappi goes 33 of 47 for 422 and six touchdowns. Came like 30 yards shy of becoming the first ever 6,000 yard passer in a season, which I joked in the chat should get the head coach fired. But you did not agree. And I think that that's very unfair of you. <laughs> it's not his defense's fault that they put up almost, uh, almost 500 yards of passing over. No, 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 no. I think Western Kentucky's coach should be fired oh. for not letting, for not letting Zappi get to 6,000 yards. There's they no pulled sin. him. They were up by 28 points. Doesn't, in the fourth doesn't matter, man. Make App State have to stop you. Nah, that's it's already they already got fifty nine points. Like, come on now. Okay, this... if if he was eighty seven yards shy, then yeah, okay, then you're having to air rate it. But it's thirty one yards. That's one throw for him. That's one throw, but also he throws a pick, and all of a sudden, App State is back in the game. And then there's even more reason to throw it. No, no point. Just you already <laughs> put up enough points. You already got fifty some points. You people didn't think you were gonna win the game. Go win the game. Win your first bowl game in school history and call it that. Also, Jareth Stearns, 13 catches, 184, and three touchdowns. He's officially entered the draft. I think he's going to be a, a fun guy in, like, round four or five. He's, he might be this year's Darnell Mooney. He could be. I mean. This year's a... Darnell Mooney slash Jalen Darden slash uh, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Like. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to, to scout him, but uh, like I said, I, it took me it took me almost a whole draft season to find out that he's Caden Stern's brother. I, didn't I know, even know and that's had a the brother. first thing you find out. I didn't even know Caden Stern's had a brother, and then of course when everything starts happening, Caden Stern just tweeting about him. So shocker. <laughs> uh, moving on to the New Mexico Bowl. Fresno State beat UTEP 31 to 24. Devin, you watch this game because, like, I'm pretty sure you might have posters of Jake Hayner and Jalen Cropper on your wall. <laughs> Listen, it's <laughs> two of my favorite college football players, man. Really? Um, all, right, all right. But, uh, nah, <laughs> I, I really didn't think Hayner would play. Uh, it pretty much came out that, uh, what, Saturday morning that he was going to play. So they look like business as usual. Um, Cropper being used all over the field, Wildcat quarterback, slot receiver, outside receiver, um, and made it look easy. But the real star of the game was Jordan Mims, the running back, had 29 carries, 165 yards, and two yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, where did he come from? Where did Rodney Rivers go? He was out of the game with injury. So, ah. But uh, Mims has kind of been overshadowed by Rivers because, I mean, he's been the main guy for the last, what, three, four years now. So uh, it, it's been pretty much – uh, him, but <clears throat> Jordan Mims, uh, he looks like an interesting player. Uh, he looks like one of those players that uh, is going to be able to uh, be a main, you know, contrib- contributor in both the receiving and passing and rushing game. I told uh, Browning that uh, he was the uh, Mount West version of Anaya Smith uh, from Texas A&M because uh, he has kind of that same size build. Really good receiving profile uh, and can run in between the tackles. So uh, very, very uh, good game. I, I kind of want Utah to win, though, because they haven't won a bowl game since 1967. 
Um, and that was in the Sun Bowl. So I don't even think the Sun Bowl exists anymore. I think it. I think it became the Cheez It Bowl or the Red Box Bowl or something. Terrible. Terrible. Moving on. Liberty in Malik Willis's last ever college game up against Eastern Michigan. And they won 56 to 20. Malik Willis 13 of 24 for 231. That is some QB1 numbers right there, Dad. All right, all right, all right. That's enough. It's enough from you. You know what? As soon as I said that, Titan came barging into the room and he just, he voiced his displeasure immediately. So go, carry on. Look, this, this was a good close it game for him. Um, you know, he, he really struggled down the stretch of the season against Louisiana and the Army. Um, and, and just did not finish the season real well, but he came out, or played well. Very well, or have a decent middle. But, uh, he finished it, uh, and he finished off in, in great fashion. So, uh, you know, obviously it's going to help him build momentum as now we look forward to seeing him at the senior bowl and then the combine. There's going to be a lot of people at Liberty's, uh, pro day. So it, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, kind of what happens, uh, kind of going forward. But I was disappointed with Eastern Michigan, man. They they stunk up the joint. It was it was not a good game for them at all. So I they they haven't gotten beaten like this all season. So it it was it was disappointing. Yeah, no, that's it's real. Every time I think of of Eastern Michigan, do you remember a couple years ago when they had the 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 bowl selection video? Do you remember that? Do you not remember that? It was a whole bunch of their players lip-syncing to Say My Name by um, by Destiny's Child. Have you never seen this? Oh, my God. I need to send this to you once we're done, once we're done recording. And I think they, they did get selected that year. Uh, and, but I don't think they've won a bowl game since that happened. Yikes. I mean, when... Here's the thing is that, like, I'm pretty sure at the time, like, this would have been, like, three, maybe four years ago. That song is, like, older than most of the players on their team at that time. I apologize if you hear, like, ruffled sounds. A Titan is definitely interfering with my setup right now. But only so much I can do. Uh, was there another game that we, oh yes, yes we did. How, how could I forget the amazing uniforms that were played in the worst named bowl game as he walks in front of my microphone? Uh, the worst named bowl game, but the best uniform matchup, Oregon State and Utah State in the LA Bowl. I'm not calling it that. I will not call it that. Uh, 24 to 13. Uh, Dev, what happened in this one? Well, uh, Logan Bonner went out of the game in the first half with an injury. So and he they didn't even, still won. Yeah, he, he didn't even finish the game. But uh, Cooper Legas, the uh, sophomore. That doesn't sound like a real person. He's real. Look him up. Uh, his first game ever at Utah stays in a bowl game against a Power 5 team. Uh, he, he did pretty well. Um, it, it, was, it was very surprising. Uh, Calvin Tyler Jr., Playing his former team in Oregon State had 120 yards and a touchdown. Um, and, and then capped off a pretty good season too. My guy, Devin Tompkins had 100 yards receiving. So it was all working for, uh, Utah State. Uh, then, and they were able to stifle, uh, Oregon State's offense all night long, uh, causing, 
a lot of pressure, force them to a few mistakes and, and pull out the W. So, uh, Utah State still looking good, even with Blake Anderson and, and his issues off the field and, and what he said. So I, I'm still in awe that a, a grown man said that. Yeah, very disappointing. Uh, and, and to me, it kind of dampers the win uh, itself because it's like you you got to address that, man. You yep. got to address that. So, uh, so that that was it for the weekend's bowl games. When we come back after a word from our sponsors, uh, we're gonna talk f- about the games going from Monday straight through till Wednesday. So we got a couple of games to talk about, but we'll be right back after this. Friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the planet for whatever your needs are. With nine amazing flavors to choose from, all of which covered in 100% chocolate. Oh, by the way, guys, they have several monthly special offer bars as well, all of which have up to 19 grams of protein with only 4 grams of added sugar and 4 grams of net carbs. Built Bar has whatever you're looking for, whether you're looking for a delicious snack, a pre- or post-workout bar, or need to keep up with your macros, Built Bar is a top-of-the-first-round protein bar. See what I did there? Draft puns. Head on over to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code BIGSHOTS for 10% off your next order. That's BIGSHOTS, all one word, 10% off your next order. All right, we are back. Before we get into those games, I once again realize that I have forgotten to create a uh, an ad read for it. So just again... Thank our friends over at jerseyhouse.ca for sponsoring the pod. Use the code uh, BIGSHOTS, all one word, that's BIGSHOTS, B-I-G-S-H-O-T-S, to get 15% off your next purchase. They ship anywhere in the world, whether it's the UK, like our friend Zach Rogers, who I uh, apparently affronted by not mentioning him on last week's podcast, or you're like our buddy Luca out there in Italy. Um, they ship anywhere. About four to five, about three to four weeks right now, uh, just due to the holiday rush to start the year off fresh and help give back to the pod. They end up helping us out the more you guys use that code. So let's talk about, uh, I guess technically yesterday's game, but it, it hasn't kicked off yet. It is, I can't find it. There it is. It is the Myrtle Beach Bowl, uh, presented by Tax Act. It is Tulsa. And Old Dominion, both teams six and six, so you know this is going to be a phenomenal level of football played. Tulsa is favored by eight and a half over under of 54 and a half. Devin, where are you going with this one? First of all, why does Tax Hack have a bowl game? They got two. They have two bowl games. Why? Good they're, question. Aren't they busy taxing us in the first place? Well, they're taxing you guys, not taxing me. Well, taxing when you buy some from here. Not too sure. But uh, I, I don't. I don't get that. I, I, I don't like it to be honest. I, I don't like that Jimmy Kimmel got a bowl game either. But I'll take tax act and over Jimmy Kimmel. I, I don't even want to continue to talk about that because they had him like on the broadcast. It was. Terrible. Oh no! Oh, that's gonna be what I gotta watch on mute. No, look, you're gonna have to just speed through it because uh not only that they had like a, a a Kimmel mascot race it was a the biggest ego oh boost I've ever oh, that seen sounds awful that sounds terrible yeah but Anyways, anyway more about the tax act uh game 
With uh, I, I'm gonna go Tulsa. Uh, there, there's a couple prospects in this game. Jackson player, obviously, uh, defensive line for uh, Tulsa. Chris Paul, uh, the uh, is he play guard or tackle? I think he plays tackle, right tackle for yeah. Tulsa. Uh, okay, Tyler Smith. Yeah, Tyler Smith as well. Uh, and then for Old Dominion, I really think the only prospect is uh, the tight end Zach Kuntz. Uh, is the second leading receiver on the team. But other than that, uh, I'm going to pick Tosa to win. I think, though, um, I, I don't know a whole bunch about either team, so I'm not going to pretend like I know a bunch about this game, but I think Tosa will win. I'm going to go uh, Tulsa in this one as well. I've seen Tulsa play. They were up against Oklahoma State. I know nothing about Old Dominion. I know Taylor Heineke went there. I know Shane Zimenez went there. I, I don't really know anything about this current iteration of Old Dominion. I'm going to go Tulsa. I think they cover. Moving into tonight's game, we'll see how those, how that one ends up uh, aging uh, by the time this one comes out tomorrow. Actually, this one kicks off at 3.30. We got Kent State and Wyoming. And, Devin, it's the greatest bowl game of all time. Yes, sir. It's the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Who's getting dumped with that with that French fries? Uh, Wyoming is 6-6. Six and six, Kent State, 7-6. and six. Wyoming favored by 3.5 with an over-under of 59. Devin, you have a keen interest in this game as the Mac Scout. So, what's going to happen? Wyoming's going to win. <laughs> you just... Actually, sorry, you... This is both of your conferences. Yes, yeah, both. Of them. I was, <laughs> but uh, no uh, prospects to watch. Yeah, prospects to watch in this one: Dustin Crum, who's been in college for 17 years. Um, <laughs> they got some. They got some interesting skill guys. Um, I think Dante Cephas is one of them. The receiver. I think he's just a junior. Um, and, and they have another guy as well. The running back, Mark West Cooper, uh, looks like a. He's like five nine, like. I think 195 or something like that, but he bounces off tacklers, uh, pretty good. Uh, Kent State runs that up-tempo offense, but I'm, I'm very interested to see, uh, Chad Muma, uh, the linebacker of Wyoming going up against that offense, uh, see how we, uh, can stop the running game of Kent State and stop their tempo. Uh, but that's going to kind of be the key matchup, uh, in that one. Um, you know, kind of Muma versus, uh, Dustin Crum, uh, and then, uh, Isaiah Nayor, the receiver out of Wyoming, interests me, uh, long as hell. Like, I, I think he might have 34, 35 inch arms. Like, dude has some great vines for arms. Uh, but he, uh, he's like the, the one explosive player on their offense. Uh, Xavier Holiday, uh, Valaday, excuse me, Xavier Valaday. Uh, a name that I haven't really talked about much this season. Uh, I think he, he had the chance to be, uh, 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 priority UDFA type of running back and, and kind of be uh, in a rotation, uh, running back rotation the next few years. He can catch the ball in the backfield too. Um, but it should be an interesting game, but I think Wyoming will win. Uh, I think they'll be able to control the, control the game and, uh, you know, control the tempo, uh, of the game and, and kind of bleed the clock while Kent State tries to hit big plays and, and go quickly. I am also going to go with Wyoming in this one. Uh, listen, if I have to, if I have to pick a game in which Dustin Crum has to lead a team to victory, I'm not going to feel all that confident. So yeah, I'm going to go with uh, with Wyoming in that one. But yeah, I, I'm very interested to see who gets done with fries. That's the oh best part. man, this next one is good, Devin. 
It's the Frisco Bowl. Sorry, the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. University of Texas, San Antonio, number 24, San Diego State Aztecs. San Diego State favored by two and a half, over under 49. Should be a good one, but it will be without Sincere McCormick, who is opted out of the bowl game and entered the draft. So uh, that is something to know. That boy but... is good. That, that kid is so good. Yeah, he, he's he's going to probably be a day two pick for sure. Um, but I think day two. I think so. Ooh, spicy. I think he can sneak in uh, like mid to late round three. Spicy. Well, I do uh, think San Diego State is going to win this game. Uh, I think while I don't love their offense, I think their offense is one of the worst I've had to watch this season. Because uh, they just it just has no continuity. Um, I am very interested to see how Cameron Thomas plays uh, the defensive lineman out of San Diego State. Uh, he is really really good, and uh, I want to see him kind of punctuate if he decides to leave because he's a redshirt junior, uh, so it's not guaranteed that he enters the draft. But would love to see him into the draft and and become uh, a value pick in, <clears throat> on day two. Uh, because, you know, I, I don't think he's going to be good enough to go round one. And plus, he doesn't really have a defined position since he, he's played nose tackle, uh, you know, uh, three shade, five shade, and then uh, an edge rusher. But uh, but very interested to see how he fares in this one. Tight end Dan, Daniel Bellinger, someone to watch as well. Uh, got a senior bowl invite. So he, he's He's going to be someone else to watch in that game as well. Um, but but UTSA has been a super fun team. I got Rashad Wisdom is on the team. Uh, they got Tyreek Woolen. Uh, they they got a lot of dudes on that team that is pretty good. I think it's going to be a, a good, fun matchup. I, I think San Diego State's going to win. I'm going to go with UTSA in this one. I think that despite not having Sincere McCormick, they have enough firepower on offense where San Diego State, as you can attest to, does not have firepower on offense. I actually think the talent level is is uh, either even or it might even shift in favor of UTSA. They've got a good quarterback in Frank Harris. They've got a good wide receiver in Zakari uh, Franklin. I think that uh, Spencer Burford is a tackle that we're going to need to watch. Oh, God, we got Spencer Burford block Cameron Thomas in this game, Devin. Woohoo! Get me excited. Um, and then on defense, they've got, uh, Tariq Woolen. They've got a couple other guys on that defense. We have that like six foot six corner, which is just the greatest thing ever to me. Um, I think, I think UTSA is going to win this one. Um, I'll put it at like 24 to 20 for UTSA. Yeah, I'm going to go 20 to 17 because this is the only way San Diego State is going to win the game. It has to be low scoring. And then we got our last game to talk about. This one is on Wednesday, uh, 8 p.m. on ESPN at the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. It's Army. It's Missouri. Army is favored by four, over under 56 and a half. Give me Army. <clears throat> I just don't think Missouri is good enough. Missouri is such a weird team to watch, man. I, I love Taylor. Uh, Tyler Batty, though. Tyler Batty's good. Beatty. Beatty. I don't know Beatty's good. The, th- the thing is, is that the two best players on, on, on their defense, Devin, 
are the former Tulsa uh, corners, uh, Allie Green and Caleb Evans. What's the one thing Army never does? Pass the ball. Yeah, so they're not going to be a factor in this game whatsoever. Army's going to control the clock. Army gets out of this one with a frankly comfortable win. I think they win this one by double digits. There is a player that has recently came on my radar, though, from Army. Of Andre, course. Andre Carter II. He's a outside linebacker. Dude has 14 Wait, and a, a half. Outside linebacker, Andre Carter. That name sounds familiar. Yeah, but he has 14 and a half sacks this year. Uh, four forced fumbles. Ooh. An interception. So, uh, he's someone you, you might want to get on your radar. Is he? He's, he's a junior, so. No, 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 no. I want to find out if he's that Andre Carter's son. I would assume so. Let's see. Andre Carter. I'm trying to find that out myself. It's time to look at the bio. It'll tell all. Uh, Did not tell all. Okay, so Andre Carter is from Denver. Where is Andre Carter the second from? He, I think he is. That is the son of Andre Carter. Okay, because ESPN has him from Texas. Well, let me make sure. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Facially, no, they look never nothing mind. alike. Never no? mind. It is not. It is not. It's just a happy accident. Uh, but he's six, he's six seven though, so he he's he's pretty big. Yeah. All I'm, right. I'm going to throw in some tape of him. Uh, of course and, you are. And, and see what I, – I think I got Army tape, so, I mean. I think you got to wait till he, he would declare for the draft. Otherwise, it's just a waste of time. No, nah, it, it, get a little start early on, on some 2023 viewings, you know. It, it's, it's all good. <laughs> I mean, I already, I already have one of my top safeties locked in for 2023, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, that that's gonna do it for today's show. Uh, no, but seriously, anything you want to say before we wrap on up? Um, I don't think so. Um, I guess you know what? I'm gonna make my stake now. I'll go ahead and say it now since I've been sitting on it. This is a 2023 prediction, but there is a good chance that J.L. Skinner from Boise State is a top five, maybe even top three safety in the 2023 class. Can we wait till the underclassman deadline for 2022's draft comes out? Definitely. Nope. Jeez. Next thing I know, you're going to have a 2027 mock draft available on blueshipscout.com. No, I will never do a mock draft. No, I'm, I'm going to make sure that, that, that Tyler has you do a mock draft. This year. You got to do a mock draft and a final big board. Not going to do it. No, 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 no. I'm going to make sure it's written into your contract. A good thing I'm not under contract, then. I'll make sure. Because that, that is how I got in trouble last time. So, <laughs> Anyways, that'll do it for today's show. As always, you can find me on Twitter at MikeH underscore draft. You can find Devin on Twitter at RealD underscore Jackson. Find the show on Twitter at Big Shots Pod. Follow our work at BlueChipScouting.com. Follow Blue Chip Scouting on Twitter at BlueChipScout. We will see you guys on Friday.